Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we are going to take a look at MLW Fusion 114, Opera Cup semifinal action. Show starts off relatively hot with Alicia Two outside waiting for Alexander Hammerstone and Richard Holiday by proxy as the Dynasty arrive to the arena. Um, before we can get too far into the interview segment, they are attacked by the Contra Unit Sendai Death Squad. Uh, luckily for all parties that don't happen to be part of Contra, Hammer and Holiday easily dispatched the crew, and even better, did it without scratching Holiday's car. We get the opening credits after this, and Rich Bocini and Mr. St. Laurent uh, run down the card for us tonight. We are going to see the singles debut of L.A. Park Jr. He'll be taking on the also debuting Voodoo Cow. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I've already botched this so bad, and I apologize. Buku Dao. Uh, that is the you know proper way to pronounce it, because that's how... Well, it's spelled, I'm just talking so fast that my notes just skip over it, and further doing what I can to alienate everyone possible. So, my apologies to Buku Dao and his family for that major mistake. Um, if we ever meet in public, you can slap me. Or if we even meet in private, you can slap me. Um, moving on. Those two will be debuting today. We will also see... Uh, Contra Unit's Black Hand Mads Krugar taking on two undisclosed folk in a handicap match. And our main event tonight, semi-final action for the Opera Cup, Filthy Tom Lawler taking on ACH. Our first match of the evening is the big debuts match, L.A. Park Jr. And the, uh, well, my screwed up name calling, Buku Dao, uh, with uh, TJP, uh, L.A. Park Jr. comes out with his brother, El Ijo del L.A. Park, and his father, L.A. Park. Um, while everyone's coming to the ring, we get a Buku Dao promo. Uh, Dao is proud to be here, and he hopes to make his trainer and everyone that he cares about proud. Um, I would like to make those goals too, but I have failed miserably, so hopefully he has better luck than I do. But things start off hot in this match. Uh, Junior starts putting the boots to Dow right away. Um, and the rest of the Park family get some cheap shots in outside the ring as well. Uh, back in the ring, we get a chop off. Um, Junior wins with a low kick uh, that ends up sending Dow to the floor. Uh, Park hits a quick suicide dive. Um, and then allows his family to do the rest of the dirty work as the referee's kind of checking him over. Um, he, Iho de L.A. Park, uh, does most of the leg work, literally uses his legs, stomping, 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 and tosses Dow into the ring. Dow makes a quick comeback, though, with some stiff kicks and a crossbody for two. Unfortunately, uh, L.A. Park Jr. hits a big enziguri and a bigger Alabama slam. Unfortunately, that was... Not successful in terms of getting the win. Um, Dow ends up countering another maneuver into a jumping spinning flatliner for two. Um, and then countering a hammerlock guillotine choke into a roll-up for three. Uh, flash three out of nowhere. Uh, Dow wins in his big, big debut tonight. 
Rich Bocchini lets us know that we will be hearing from Selena de la Renta, uh, noting that she was part of the operatives to allow Contra to temporarily take over MLW headquarters. Um, after this, we get a quick recap of the low-key Richard Holiday Opera Cup semifinal match, which Loki won last week with the Warriors' Wrath uh, double stomp from the top rope. Once this recap is finished, we get promos from Lawler and ACH. Uh, Tom notes that he's choked out ACH in the past and has the greatest respect for ACH, uh, that he's, you know, big, strong dude. Um, but his head game is not where it's at. Take that joke for what it's, for what you will. Um, but he just doesn't have the mind for the ring, and that's what Lawler is going to exploit. ACH, on the other hand, seems to think that Lawler will be overconfident because, well, yeah, Lawler did beat ACH in the past, but that's the past, and tonight is a whole nother night. From here, we get a br even briefer recap of what's happened between Injustice and Contra. Uh, most notably, Con uh, Contra's forces forcing former Injustice member Cotto Brazil to have to retire due to injury. Um, last week at the uh, match-ending uh, match brawl between the Von Erichs and Contra, uh, Jordan Oliver of Injustice jumped in and got a couple of shots in on Simon Gotch off-camera, so I wasn't totally crazy when I said I didn't see that actually happen, because we didn't see it actually happen, we had to be told that by the commentary team. So, take that. Yeah. Rob's sometimes right. Now uh, Rob just needs to be right about his crazy theories about Mads Kruger being Logan Kane and doing all sorts of crazy taking down Contra from the inside stuff. But that just might happen much, much later on. We'll put that uh, particle board and the yarn away as we get ready for our Jordan Oliver promo. Um, he notes that he's got a taste for Simon Gotch blood after the attack last week, and he's wanting to take Gotch out, whether it's in the ring on Fusion, at Kings of Coliseum, doesn't matter. And you know what? Gotch may, just may, beat the snot out of Mr. Oliver, but he's not going to outlast Oliver. And that, my friend, is justice. Uh, surprisingly solo, a solid promo from Jordan Oliver. Uh, as anyone who's listened to the show for any length of time, um, I am ridiculously hard on jo Jordan Oliver. Um, and it's nice to see him just kind of put away the thug act a wee bit, or at least tone it way, way down, uh, and cut a promo that's a little bit more based on, you know, out of the heart. Um, because, you know, we're going to pour one out for young Kodo. Um, so we will see if Contra will respond to that challenge yet, or if we'll have to wait till later, or, you know, Jordan will just get beat down by the Sendai Death Squad. I don't know. Anyway, we get note that security is trying to keep Hammerstone away from Mads Kruger, literally forming a wall around him, um, to just kind of keep him contained in backstage wherever he happens to be. Um, evidently, this is a sign for our next match, uh, the two-on-one handicap match between Mads Kruger, the, bla the black hand of Contra, uh, taking on two previously unnamed folks, but they get a name tonight. Uh, looks like Ben slash Bud Heavy and Daniel Starling will be the young duo to try to take down the black hand of Contra. Uh, will they be successful? The correct answer is no. 
no, they won't. Uh, Mads pretty much spends most of the match using Sterling as a weapon to beat down heavy. Um, la match lasts maybe a minute. I was so busy giggling to myself about people being used as weapons that I didn't check the time and didn't go back to check the time after the fact because I spent most of the evening giggling about Mr. Starling being used as a weapon. Um, because if anybody who knows me knows that I take the greatest of amusement with, uh, from partners being used as weapons uh, during tag team matches, usually against, you know, opponents and not against their tag team partners. But, you know, friend foe lines, those are for amateurs. Um, so, Mr. Krugar wins handily in quick order against uh, Mr. Sterling and Mr. Heavy uh, using a full Nelson uh, face buster uh, on to heavy by, well, on Sterling onto heavy and then gets the double pin for, you know, good measure. Uh, post-match, the Sendai Death Squad, evidently they survived their beating from Hammerstone and gets the body bags ready for our two jobber friends. <laughs> Up next, we get the PWI MLW Top 10 for the week. Uh, I actually bothered to write everyone out this week. We'll see if I keep this trend up. The correct answer will be probably not. Um, but our orders going from 10 to 1 are as follows. Mads Krugar, Calvin Tankman, Richard Holiday, The Laredo Kid, ACH, MLW Middleweight Champion Myron Reed. Uh, don't know. Oh, there we go. I can read now. Uh, L.A. Park, Filthy Tom Waller, Low-key, and number one, our national openweight champion, Alexander Hammerstone. We get some cutting and grunting, and we cut to some uh, cut to a graphic of Alexander Hammerstone and sounds of a scuffle. Uh, we get notification that Krugar and Hammerstone are brawling backstage as security has put the building on lockdown. From there, we kind of sort of maybe... Uh, it might be safe, we don't know, uh, get the Kings of Coliseum event seller with Alicia Toot. Uh, she knows that she is safe, but she's waiting on her producer to tell her if she's got to go or not. Um, but she never really gets that note, so evidently it's safe. Um, but Kings of Coliseum will be, uh, will be shown for free January 6th at 7 p.m. on YouTube and a variety of other uh, stations where you can get MLW action, be in sports, etc., etc., etc. The card so far is Leo Rush versus Myron Reed for the Midway Championship. Uh, Krugar versus Alexander Hammerstone will finally get to meet in the ring if they survive up to that point for Hammerstone's Openweight Championship. Um, that is what we got so far. Um, I assume they're, you know, they're going to throw something in with Jacob Fatu because, you know, why wouldn't you have the uh, your uh, heavyweight champion on one of the bigger shows you have? But, you know, what do I know? Anyway, let's take a brief pause for the cause. And, you know, I'm actually going to warn you about the ads for once. So here, have an ad. Interruption. And we are back in the Aztec ruins, or at least we're told so, uh, you know, just some clips of Aztec ruins, but we get to see Selena de la Renta in the dark lighting candles. Uh, she notes that, you know, oh, 
people outed her as kind of a rat uh, for what she supposedly had done to Major League Wrestling, allowing Contra in. Um, but MLW, anything that they do to her will be biting the hands that feeds her because she has brought them so much attention and some of the best wrestlers in the world uh, through her promotion Estorada. Um And for that meddling, she, she will bring in the most bloodthirsty, the most evil, vile creature she could find. And that creature is Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes is coming. And again, as I said last week, I do love me some hoss fights, and Mil Muertes is a hoss. So excited. And also, like, this also excites me because this makes uh, Lucha Underground a bit more canon in the, well, in the, in the uh, broader scope of professional wrestling, so at least one other company is acknowledging directly uh, the mythos of Lucha Underground, and so that excites me as well, because any sort of logical cross-promotion is, is, I think, is great for the business, um, and, well, we're seeing this in, uh, with AEW at the moment, but we're not going to talk about that, because... This is not an AEW show. This is a Major League Wrestling show. Um, but Mil Muertes is coming, and I am excited. Uh, we'll see what havoc he gets to wreak within the confines of the uh, new brawling center AE, uh, MLW is working with. Next, we go from the Aztec ruins to Hawaii uh, with the Von Erich brothers. Uh, they note that they have welcomed ACH to do training with them, and they've you know, study Tom Waller extensively with their feud with Team Filthy and have tried to teach ACH some new tricks to deal with him tonight in the semifinals of the Opera Cup. Um, so, without any further ado, that does lead us to our main event tonight, Opera Cup semifinal action with Filthy Tom Waller, brought to the ring by Team Filthy, and he is taking on ACH, who's coming out alone. Um, but spoiler alert... It's fine. Team Filthy, you know, minds their P's and Q's and stays out of it, and we get a nice, clean fight. Um, it's only a spoiler because, eh. But really, like, they don't need it. The match is great enough on its own. So let's, you know, jump into it. Uh, we do get an extended hold exchange uh, as the two competitors jockey for position to start out the match. ACH does try to work the leg. Unfortunately, uh, this he leaves himself open for Tom Lawler's uh, cross arm breakers attempt. Uh, ACH does try to work a headlock from there, uh, but Lawler gets a fancy set of head scissors on on there. Um, we get a pitcher-in-pitcher thing right after the head scissors spot, uh, get a glimpse of some backstage brawling. It kind of looks like Alexander Hammerstone's head um, is bouncing around, and we got lots of you know, grunting noises and whatnot. So it seems like the fight is either not stopped or has started up again despite the building being locked down. Anyway, ACH takes control formally for a moment, hitting a, hitting a big hip toss, uh, but Lawler ends up taking control with strikes. Whoops. Uh, Lawler then goes for uh, goes for an Irish whip. ACH counters out of that Irish whip attempt, uh, and we start just chopping Law uh, chopping away at Lawler, turning his chest beat beat red. Uh, quick backbreaker four two. Um, goes for some uh, some variation of the double underhook. What movie was going for? We're not sure because Tom Lawler backdrops ACH out of it, and then gets a modified wrist lock. 
uh, ACH uh, does fight out of that, but gets tied up in the ropes by Lawler um, and gets some strikes and chops in there before ACH counters and hits a sunset flip 4-2. Uh, Lawler kicks out and hits him with a big back elbow uh, to slow down that momentum. Um, we get a quick flurry of offense by ACH before he gets countered into a rear naked choke um, and ACH hangs on, uh, manages to kind of fight out of it several times, um, all ultimately trying to get several pin attempts in the process. Uh, the two go back and forth, Lawler and ACH, uh, between the rear naked choke attempt and various pinfall attempts. Um, but ACH eventually kind of powers out of, of the, uh, choke attempts, uh, and gets a big striking flurry, uh, with the big flourish being the Tiger Driver, which is unfortunately only a two count. Uh, with Lawler firmly planted on the, na- on the mat, uh, ACH goes up top, probably looking for a 450 splash or some other nice aerial maneuver. But you know what? Never mind that. Doesn't matter. Lawler gets his knees up on, the, on a splash attempt and rolls it through for the pin. One, two, three. Our winner, T- Filthy Tom Lawler. And that sets up our Opera Cup finals. Filthy Tom Lawler versus Low Key. Um, which, personally, this is kind of how if... Okay. You know, full disclosure. Not a big fan of Low Key. Um, and if he had to go to the finals, you know... I feel like Lawler should be the guy to take uh, take him on. I feel like their styles ultimately of the competitors on that side of the bracket. Uh, Lawler's styles would mesh with uh, Keys the best. Um, And the two actually have history together going back uh, a couple years ago. Uh, It was Tom Lawler who took the World Heavyweight Championship from Loki, giving Loki a rare singles loss um, in the heavyweight division or just any division in general. Um, so the two have history that they can play upon. And then we have the whole prestige of the Opera Cup in and of itself as well. Um, this sets up for our next week's show. We get the return of Colonel Robert Parker's Dirty Blondes. Um, and we get to see the Opera Cup finals. Uh, so Loki and versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, so that should be a very solid match as well. Uh, we get a quick Tom Lawler promo to end our show. Uh, he is one win away from adding his name to the legends. Um, and he's going undefeated in this tournament, baby. So low key, get, get ready. It's going to be all filthy Tom, baby. Anyway, that was our show. Uh, solid, solid affair. Uh, good debut, uh, match for, uh, Buku Dao and, L.A. Park Jr. Uh, we get to see uh, Mads Kruger dominate the division and, uh, in theory, kind of push along our storyline with Alexander Hammerstone. And then, of course, the main event, ACH versus Tom Lawler. Very solid affair for what it was, uh, tell, uh, telling a solid story of one-upmanship um, and, ultimately, how one mistake can set you back. And by what will set you back, I mean kick you out of a tournament for a hundred-year-old cup that happened to be defended in opera houses. Anyway, that is our show. Very solid show indeed to be had. Um, And by our show, I mean the MLW show. We all know that this podcast is never solid. It is built on sand, ladies and gentlemen, and that castle is often kicked over by bigger and burlier people. Um, But 
Never mind that, of course. Uh, that is the end of our program as well. Thank you all for listening. And if you could, if you would, if you want to support this podcast, please, please, please take a, take a listen to the plugs. And meanwhile, I will see you all next week. The best way you can support is by hitting the like and subscribe buttons in your podcast player of choice. And of course, word of mouth helps out quite a bit as well. So be sure to tell your friends, neighbors, and enemies where you've got this podcast and have them listen too. If you want to keep up on all of my doings and the doings of the podcast, you can check out my social media deets. Uh, both Twitter and Instagram are at the Nova of Cass, one word, of course. And on Facebook at MLW Confusion. Um, of course, if you can't remember those things, there'll be a link in the comments. So feel free to click that and see what's going on down there as well. If you would like to support monetarily and help this podcast grow, uh, mostly by getting me better equipment, of course, uh, there's two big ways to do that. If you're into a one-time donation kind of thing or just want to donate sp uh, sporadically, you can check out my Kofi or coffee. Buy me a cup of coffee. We'll just call it that um, at ko-fi.com slash Casonova, uh, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. -S um, if you're looking at the big picture and would like some extra goodies thrown along in as well, you can check out my Patreon at C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. O-N-O-V-A as well, Casanova there. Um, as part of the Patreon, for as little as $1 a month, you get early access to the podcast, and it happens to be ad-free as well, so you don't have to listen to this annoying chunk ever again. Um, though I totally recommend it because, you know, podcast views are amazing for me and the algorithms. Um, and then, of course, there's going to be other sporadic goodies in there as well. We usually update uh, at least once a week for non-podcast-related things as well, so... Uh, thank you very much, and have a good week.